BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. On a scale of 1 to 10, how big of a fan of Patrick Wah? are you i'm an 11 out of 10 and the literal translation of roa is king uh part of the reason i love him so much is that we are very similar and my guess is the book on patrick wa would be very similar to what the book is on me he's uncontrollable my dad would be proud of that fact this is the rod peterson show here we go we're live everybody happy uh, monday coming in hot on the RP show. Here we go. Game Plus TV, we got you. We are also on WQEE Radio, the key. And if you are tuning in on podcast, uh, whatever platform tickles your fancy, floats your boat, welcome. Come on in. Hope you're ready for two solid hours of a lot of fun. The best sports talk around. And we've got uh, the moose with us, Darren Moose DuPont. From the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, joining us today, where it's very festive. You got the tree up, Moose. What's uh, what's the deal? What's the four one one on that Christmas tree behind you there? Yeah, put it up uh, just uh, late last week or over the weekend, uh, Friday actually, and uh, it's good. Kind of getting into the Christmas mood now here as uh, things settle in towards the middle of December, so it's quite nice. Good for you. Love it. Love to hear it. Uh, Kevin, the medium checking in, says, good morning, RP peeps. Good morning to those of you on the western side of this continent. Good afternoon to those of us out here in the east. And um, howdy do to Ryan O'Radio, WQEE. We got a really big show for you today, Ryan, and all your guests down there in the Peach State. Coming up, we're going to be joined by the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts by way of Boise State, Ryan Dinwiddie. Good uh, longtime friend of mine, Northern California product. He's going to be with us, and I can't wait. Piercing blue eyes from that guy that means nothing to the radio listeners, but even the radio listeners might be caught in those eyes of Ryan Dinwiddie's. That's how entrancing they are. And Sean Reynolds is going to be joining us from Winnipeg. Sportsnet, he covers the Winnipeg Jets, formerly the Atlanta Thrashers. Can you hit the quick six show horn, uh, Jordan, and let's get right down to it. 
Uh, we could say, how was everybody's weekend here? I'll just say this. Mine was awesome. Uh, it included NHL hockey, which we're going to get to momentarily. The party that I went to Saturday night, if you watched my Instagram story at Rod Peterson Official, was not Roberto Luongo's house, okay? The Hockey Hall of Famer, Florida Panthers, great, and Vancouver Canucks. It was the house across the street from Roberto Luongo's, our friends Craig's, and there were so many people at the party, Luongo said, you can park in my driveway. So he had, as you can imagine, a you know Canadian-Italian guy like him, all kinds of lights and Santas and reindeer. He was, he was Clark Griswold of the neighborhood, Roberto Luongo. <laughs> but I was not in his house. I was just near his house. And it was, yeah, beautiful pool, beautiful people. Orange Theory Fitness Christmas Party is what it was, and it was big fun. And, uh, and I, like I say, I'm going to get to what the, the hockey that I watched. And a little football broke some news, too, of course, in the CFL, so it was a busy weekend. What up with you, uh, Moose? How was yours? And the weekend was great. Had a lot of family down uh, at, the, at the house and, and uh, spent some time there. Was watching my nieces. Uh, she was at a track meet. If you saw that on some of my social over the weekend. So uh, it was a family weekend for me here in uh, the sweatpants capital. Love to hear it. Uh, by the way, coming up in our Quick 6 show topics, for those that are wondering, um, Monday NHL Leftovers is our first point. We're going to get to that right away. Number two, NFL Week 14, big games, big outcomes, some tremendous athletic plays. Number three, World Junior Hockey Training Camp, because I'll say it again, the highest ratings we've ever had were when we broadcast live from the World Junior Tournament uh, in Edmonton, and we had the help with Hockey Canada there with that, and clearly people love it. We're going to talk about week two in the NLL, although our Georgia Swarm had the weekend off, and I was despondent that the Swarm weren't playing. Hashtag buzzing. Uh, we're going to talk about a little NBA, point six NHL tonight. And, of course, the number one topic for those that are into it, the Canadian Football League, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, six or seven people have turned them down to be their offensive coordinator. And what I'm getting now from sports people across the continent is why, because people know that I know why they're turning them down. So we'll get to that. That's like 6B. So anyways, can you hit the horn again, Jordan, just to make sure everybody's awake and uh, paying attention? Thank you. Going through NHL leftovers, what are we warming up for lunch and breakfast, Moose? Well, in St. Louis, Miko Rantanen scored in the final seconds of regulation and then the first minute of overtime, his fifth career hat trick. And the Colorado Avalanche beat the St. Louis Blues 3-2. Here in Sunrise, Andre Burakovsky scored the go-ahead goal midway through the second period. And Seattle snapped a three-game losing streak with a 5-2 win in Florida. In a minute, we'll talk about the three Saskatchewan boys on Seattle and the rabbit that was in the crowd. Hell of a story there. Columbus, Johnny Goudreau scored 40 seconds into overtime. And Columbus won its second straight game 6-5 over the L.A. Kings. They're the worst team in the East, but Johnny says he's having fun in Columbus, which I think is exactly why he went there. In Tempe, Clayton Culler capped his first career hat trick with a goal with 22.4 seconds remaining in overtime to give Arizona a 5-4 win over Philadelphia. And in Winnipeg, we wind our tour up there in the Manitoba capital. Lars Eller scored one of Washington's four second-period goals in his 900th career game in a 5-2 Washington Capitals win over the Jets. Trevor Van Riemsdyk, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Marcus Johansson had goals. Ovi scored into an empty net for the Capitals, who have run their winning streak to four games for the Jets. Adam Lowry and Pierre-Luc Dubois scored for the Jets, who had a season-best four-game winning streak snap. Connor Hellebuck made 31 saves in the loss. By the way, 
Alan May, our good friend Alan May, interviewed Marcus Johansson on the postgame show on the Capitals broadcast. They aired it on NHL Network today and uh, shot a text to him that he's looking good, as he always is. He said to say hey to you and all our viewers. Mayday! Not that Mayday, but Alan May. Yeah, I love that dude. Uh, oh, and I forgot about Vegas. The game of the night, Jake DeBrus scored 211 into the third period to put Boston ahead for good in a 3-1 win over Vegas in a matchup of division leaders and conference leaders. Uh, Mark Stone scored for Vegas, and Logan Thompson had uh, 24 saves. So I'll just say this about the Florida game. Yeah, I went there, and I, I left there cheering for the Panthers, of course, because they've been so good to me. But those three Saskatchewan boys, I was down near the glass for warm-up, and I... What jarred my memory was I saw Fleury, number eight, Kale Fleury of Carlisle Sask. I'm like, wait a minute. This is the team that has all the Saskatchewan players. My good friend, Jordan Eberle, Jaden Schwartz of Wilcox. If you could go and listen to my commentary today on Sask Radio or read it at rodpeterson.com, Jordan Eberle is my favorite Pat. I believe he is the best Pat, Regina Pat of all time. Number seven for the Seattle Kraken. He scored last night. He's always laughing and joking. He's having fun. It's infectious. He's just, he has the enthusiasm of a kid on the pond. We communicated briefly before the game. I just love him. And they did win. And in the third period, um, you go to my Twitter. Did you see the photo with a rabbit? This kid's holding up the rabbit. Yeah, I did. They snuck a rabbit into the game. And listen. It's a hell of a story. They were like in row three behind the glass, behind the Seattle net. And this kid, do you know, you know those satchels, those bags that newspaper carriers used to carry the newspapers in? Are you old enough to remember yeah. that? You know, the, he had a rabbit in there. And they, they looked like a, like a <laughs> midget hockey team or an under-18 hockey team, under-17, whatever they call it now. They pulls the rabbit out. They put a Panthers jersey, a rabbit saw probably a dog jersey, on the rabbit. And then he held it up and everybody's cheering and going crazy. And this guy behind me, you have to spend some time in Florida, Darren, because you hear every single accent here. And this guy was, as Don Cherry would say, some leather lunged New Yorker. He's cheering for the Panthers, but he's behind me. And he was making all these jokes. He's like, yeah, the Panthers are losing by a hair. Or I heard these Florida fans are rabid. But this is ridiculous. You know, <laughs> I'm just sitting there laughing. He's making all these jokes. Right? And uh, anyways, and then security came down. And they got oh. the whole, right, from, from everybody. Because the rabbit's not hurting anybody. I was kind of hoping the rabbit would crap all over the kids. I really was. But the rabbit, he was too scared to do that. And um, the security guard basically was, he was right beside me. He's like, we know you got it but we'll let you stay. Everybody goes nuts and uh, just a lot of fun. Everybody's having fun, man. And they have the Canadian NHL games are the same too, but um, a little more so down here. It was a party festive atmosphere. So anyways, that was my takeaway from that game. And the Sass Can you boys, imagine what was your takeaway? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Can you imagine if the Panthers won when the rabbits in the crowd? It would be mandated that the rabbits <laughs> got to come back the next game. And then, the you know, just like the rats, the rabbits would become a thing in Florida. That's how it starts, right? You know, that's how it starts. But they didn't win, so the rabbit will never be heard from again. Never hear from him again. No, but it was. And the kid, the kid that was holding the rabbit was just r- so red in the face. Like, he knew he was doing something wrong. But he also knew yeah. he was doing something cool. 
right? So it was fun. Hey, folks, by the way, the Kinsman Telemiracle 47 online 50-50 raffle of, is, of course, live now. But we're making the draw this Friday, December the 16th. So if you haven't purchased your tickets yet, let's shatter that goal, please. Can we set a record? You're all sitting on that COVID cash still. Oh, we lost the moose. That's okay. You can buy your tickets at telemiracle5050.com right now. We've got people driving into Saskatchewan to buy their tickets. Uh, because you have to physically be in Saskatchewan to buy yours. And the age of 19 or over to do it. We've hit over a million dollars the last two years doing this. This is the biggest fundraiser of the year for the Kinsman Foundation of Saskatchewan. They improve people's lives every day through the uh, use of mobility equipment, travel expenses. So purchase your tickets and help out your fellow Saskies. All right, the Moose is back with us. Before I move on from the NHL, I will say that our poll question today for Capital... And he's gone again. Leave the box up, guys. Our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is... In the reverse retro jersey, we're, we're coming in hot like Wango. I assume, Clark, you've got the image of the Orders versus Flames for Capital Automall Universal Collision. I know that you've put it up on YouTube. I have yet to tweet it. I will. There you go. Um, to be honest... I'm not a big fan of either. I'm not. And I grew up cheering for both those teams, and we've spent time broadcasting in both those cities this year, Edmonton and Calgary. Again, not a big fan of either. If you could put a gun to my head, I guess I'll vote for the Edmonton Oilers. I guess that's what I'll do. Do we have a body of work yet on the YouTube vote, Clark, yet? Who's leading this thing? I, I, I'm going to predict that it's going to end 50-50. 60% Oilers, 60-40, says Producer Clark. So get your votes in. you got 24 hours to do it. And by the way, we are airing all across Alberta and BC on TELUS Channel 924 here on the wonderful Game Plus TV. Darren, do you have a thought on Oilers Flames? You're on. You're live, buddy. I, yeah, I would go, I like the Flames a little bit better than the Oilers. Um, I do. I, hey. I like that C. I like the little stripe up the, the bottom. So I would be in the minority. I'll pick uh, Calgary. We've just canceled each other out. We're like the old married couple. The wife goes and votes NDP and the husband (laughs) goes and votes conservative. For 60 years, they do it. We cancel each other out. Moving on to a brief NFL point. Week 14, Justin Herbert threw for 367 yards along with a touchdown and a shorthanded Chargers defense got the best of the Dolphins, too, at Tunga Viola as L.A. beat Miami 23-17 in the primetime game. That's all I'll say about that. They're all upset. The Dolphins have lost two in a row, both out there on the road, as you know, out on the West Coast, San Fran and L.A. Um, Full disclosure, I'm at the gym this morning, and my guy, Chris Sanford, we worked out real hard. He comes up to me after. He's like, how about those Cowboys? I had my head so tucked into the Panthers and the Kraken and the Rabbit, I wasn't even paying attention. I didn't even know whether the Cowboys won or not. I'm not joking. I think Chris could tell by the sheer shock in my face. I didn't know what to say. But your team got smashed. The the Cowboys came back, and we can talk about this later. But we have made the clear-cut decision to go with NHL and CFL and a sprinkling of NFL. So that's not really where my focus was on Sunday in Week 14. But how about you? I watched. And for Chris, his Giants got spanked too. But yeah, tough one for the Titans. They went up 14 early, looked like they were rolling, and then just turnover, turnover. And that's what happens when you're mentally not into a football game. You know, 
That's what happens when you're mentally not into it. So the Titans are in some real trouble, real trouble. But the biggest, for me, the best story of the day and the best story right now, I think, in the entire NFL is the Detroit Lions. If you watched Hard Knocks, um, and I started it, I, I went halfway through it with, with Dan mm-hmm. Campbell and the Detroit Lions, you pull for that group. They've won, you know, four of their last five games. They're in kind of a playoff spot. They just knocked off the 10-2 and two Minnesota Vikings. Um, the Lions might be for real. Let's not go crazy, but for me, that's my favorite story right now. Uh, it was a fun Sunday. I mean, that's the other thing. My focus was on the Panthers game, but also coming home and watching the Dolphins game, and I turned the TV on just in time to see Tyreek Hill with that ridiculous fumble recovery, and they took it around the right end, and nobody was going to catch him. 21.5 mile an hour that guy runs. There's a reason he calls himself Cheetah. So I also figured the Cowboys were going to dead and bury the Texans. I mean, there's we can sit and talk about that forever, but we won't. The Texans aren't even an NFL team. They're so bad. And I turn on the television this morning, and what are they all saying? Are the Cowboys overrated? Yeah, they're overrated. They barely beat Texas. I can't, I can't with this. There's enough TV channels talking NFL, and good teams win games they're not supposed to. That's all. They woke up in the last two minutes. They're that good. Um, by the way, there is breaking news. As I mentioned, John Huffnagel of the Calgary Stampeders, the former quarterback's coach of the New England Patriots, has stepped down as general manager of the Calgary Stampeders. We'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, World Junior Camp, as I mentioned, is underway. There's some intrigue there. Raps and Hawks both played last night and NHL tonight. So plenty to get to. We'll be right back. You are in the middle of the warm-up, and you are consuming the show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and the key, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, rocking and rolling. I've got the, uh, I tweeted it, Clark. I looked after it. We got it. Thank you. I know that's my job. I'm patting myself on the back for doing my own job. Tweeted the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Whose retro reverse jersey is better, Flames or Oilers? Those of you watching on YouTube right now are saying uh, that it is the Flames, sorry, the Oilers with 60% of the vote, but we've got a long ways to go. Can we bring the Moose in? Darren Moose DuPont. Um, did you, Darren, spend any time watching Netflix this weekend or any streaming service before we go any further? Not a lot. No, haven't spent a lot of time on uh, on Netflix, though, because the family was around. We did check out the uh, new Christmas movie on Amazon or on uh, Apple, sorry, with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Didn't realize it was a musical. Didn't realize it was a musical, but it, it actually was it was OK. It wasn't bad. Well, um, I was telling you, can I suggest for those of you that have the means, check out the George and Tammy show, George Jones and Tammy Wynette. I feel like such a neophyte and sicko fan. To, that's how you say it. 
Serena handles the streaming, how it works, and I just sit there and watch. And uh, so George Jones, I knew he was pretty wild, but I didn't know he was that wild. A lot of those guys were back then. <laughs> and my favorite line of the weekend was, because uh, he'd been married multiple times. Shoot, Tammy Wynette was married five times. She died at, by the age of 55. But uh, anyways, they said, George, what happened with your first marriage? And he says, well, my wife wanted to marry George Jones. And she woke up one day and realized she married George Jones. <laughs> uh, from the Hockey Club podcast in Tallahassee, Florida, Corey Patterson watching. He says, love that flag. Thank you. Uh, for 100% of our radio listeners are in America, by the way, so they don't, they can't see. I get the flag of Florida behind me on the wall. For more, the only reason I went with this one was because it was big enough to cover the whole wall. It's really the only reason why I did. But that's that's another long story. But thank you. And by the way, speaking of, he's a former Regina Pat. I have to recuse myself from the argument of who is the best Regina Pats hockey player of all time. And for those U.S. viewers, because they say we do tend to lose them a little bit when we get talking junior hockey, it's the world's oldest junior hockey team, and dare I say, the best. Certainly up there. I worked for them for 20 seasons. Anytime I say who I think is the greatest Regina Pat of all time or who was my favorite, the rest of them get mad. And my phone's already blowing up right now. What do you mean, Everly? Uh, you were... In some of these texts, you were tagged in them. And I'm like, I can't. I can't. What am I supposed to? Yes, it's Everly, okay? That's just as, as far as my favorite. But who is the best ever? You know, that, I just got to stay out of the argument. Yeah. You, you, one can recuse themselves, can't they? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They get mad. <sighs> who do you think is the best Regina Pat of all time? Well, based on who might be texting, might affect my answer, you know, and who might be watching. <laughs> what do you think? It's got to be. What do you think? Who cares about be them? Dale Durkatch. Actually, you know who mine is. It's Brett Leffler. Greatest pad of all time. Because we were line mates uh, back in minor hockey. <laughs> how about that? If you ask Darren what his favorite color is, he'll say plaid. <clears throat> Anyways, to our viewers. Darren in Utah says, Mike Leach, Mississippi State head football coach, suffered a massive heart attack on Sunday. Is in intensive care in Mississippi. Prayers for him and his family. Thank you, Darren, for passing that along. Um, we're, we're getting all out of order here right now. And that's fine. We got Sean Reynolds coming up and Ryan Dinwiddie live, the coach of the Argos. Um, let me just get through this. NBA, it's really tight at that cutoff line for the playoffs in the East. And I understand it's not even Christmas yet in either the NHL or the NBA, but I'm getting sucked into this undertow of fandom actually caring what the standings are right now. So the Raptors lost to the Orlando Magic on Sunday, 111.99. The Atlanta Hawks, here come the Hawks! We won in overtime, had our way with the Chicago Bulls, 123-122. And with those results right there, the Hawks are in a playoff spot and the Raptors are out. And the day before it was reversed. So that's how tight it is in the NBA right there. Um, I said I was going to do an NLL recap, and I'll do that right now. Here's what it was only four games in the National Lacrosse League because we're huge fans. It was a Friday night doubleheader. Panther City, that's Fort Worth, Texas, 
beat the Las Vegas Desert Dogs 13-11. That's the team Gretzky owns. San Diego beat Saskatchewan 13-12 in overtime in San Diego. Calgary Roughnecks opened their season by beating Vancouver 11-9, and Rochester defeated Toronto 11-7. I have another point here, and that's NHL tonight, but we'll get to that later in hour two. That's what we do then, because the viewers want to talk about the biggest story in the CFL right now. Andrew Stout, viewer, writes that he says, Bonjour, Rod. I am starting to wonder that the Rough Riders making the decision to keep the manager and the coaches biting them in the butt This coaching staff and team is not a draw to new coaches. Because America's football crazy, and I will spend a minute on this because this is what is, it's it's a story now. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders have been turned down by six or seven people to be their offensive coordinator. And it should be a coveted job, but these guys are all turning it down. And from what I'm told by the insiders, the Rough Riders are all wigged out that I'm going to find out the details of what's going on in their meetings. And the fact of the matter is, I'm finding it out anyways. So just handle your business above board, do it right, and you'll be fine. But they can't. And that's why these guys are turning the job down and walking away. And I'm not going to give the details. Um, it doesn't matter what the league is or the sport. It's If you had a team that the coach and general manager are going into the last year of their contracts and the team ain't exactly trending up, That's a big bear trap right there to step in, let alone the fact they don't have a veteran quarterback under contract for next season and a lot of other things. So it's not an attractive job. I told people that a month ago. So for a variety of reasons, guys are turning this down, and the Rough Riders continue to sit back from what I can see and go, but we're the Rough Riders. You should be on your knees licking our shoes to work for us. That's what they think. So they seem completely shocked that this is, from what I'm told, and I believe me, I think I'm right. I usually am. Is it registering on your radar, Darren? Oh, yeah. Absolutely it is. You know, people wondering why this is happening and, and you know, what's going to happen here? Is, it, you know, are they going to have to just bring somebody in by default? Is it going to be Kelly Jeffries by default? You know, not by earning the job, even though, you know, the football guys say that he might be the most qualified and the most ready and might be the best fit for that position. So he might be the best fit. He might be the right choice, but he's going to get it by default because all these other guys didn't want it. Um, And it's interesting to me. The big question mark you said is the quarterback. That's the big question. You don't know who your starting quarterback is going to be. You're not sure. You might know who you want. You might be able to get the guy you want if you're an offensive coordinator. But, you know, going into this past season, we thought the offense had some potential. You know, running back was going to be a question mark because you lost your starting running back. But between Morrow and Hickson, and they're okay. They had some, some weapons back there. You know, you've got a great special teams player in Alford. You have some weapons between Shaq Evans and Kyran Moore. And if Duke Williams comes back, there's some names in that receiving core. You know, and then you put in the, Mitch, the uh, Canadian talent like Mitch Picton and um, Keen Schaefer-Baker. So there's some weapons there. An offensive coordinator should want to come in and say, look, despite what happens with the coach and the GM, there's enough weapons on this offense that I can put a really good year on my resume on offense. Forget about how many points we allow. Forget about what happens. Forget about how many games we win. But if I can show the kind of offense I can run and I'm comfortable with this team, then even if I only last a year, my resume looks better because of this. 
But yeah. that's not the case. So blah, there's blah, deeper blah, issues blah, here. blah, blah, blah. It's viewed as a dead-end job. End of story. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So for the eighth guy on the list, Kelly Jeffrey, sure, he'll take it. And that's the other thing. Every, seven guys have turned it down if that's what it is. And people are splitting, splitting hairs there, and they're saying, well, were they actually offered it, or did they just take their name out of the running? What's the difference? They don't want it. Stop making excuses for the franchise, but people are doing that. They don't want the job. It's viewed as dead end. So I'd say this about Kelly Jeffrey. I don't know. How should he feel? Because he's going to end up with it. He's the only guy that wants it. How, I, I personally don't think Rick Bonus wasn't the first choice for the Winnipeg Jets, and he didn't care. Look what he's doing. Should Kelly Jeffrey be offended by this? Of course not. No. I mean, he will be, no, maybe, he but be. He, shouldn't be, he shouldn't be. You know, take it as an opportunity and knock it out of the park. Uh, from the viewers, Jennifer at the Four Seasons says, Eberly is my favorite, too. Darren's is Brett Leffler. Come on. But I get it. From the Bar Flies in Winnipeg, he says, Chipperfield. He played for the Wheat Kings. Wake up. Ron Chipperfield he's talking about. Oh, no. Um, well, Albert on YouTube says Mike Sillinger. Based on what? Everly could at least say he was voted the greatest world junior player ever. Um, and let's spend a second on this, Darren, from Jeff the Stamps fan. He says, John Huffnagel stepping down today. It's a real-life Obi-Wan Kenobi moment. Passing the torch on to Luke Skywalker, I guess, is what he's saying. How do you feel about Huffnagel stepping down? I'm a little annoyed by this because Arash Madani announced it, our good friend from Sportsnet, like in October. And at the end of the year, the Stamps, when their season ended, go, no, 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 we're not. Huff's not going anywhere. I pretty clearly remember them saying that. And then a month later, this. Nobody's panicking in Calgary. Huff can do what he wants to do. He's not going to leave the team in poor shape. He's going to leave the team in great shape. They're going to be fine. So I don't really see this as no bigger deal than when they when Arash announced it in October. You? Yeah, no, it's good for John Huffnagel. If he wants to retire and move on and enjoy life a little more or take on a different role within the organization, it's good for John Huffnagel. He's earned it, and the organization will be fine. Um, John Ohm. Where is it? Um, says Dale Durkach. I delivered the Regina Leader Post to his parents' house in the 1980s. Todd Pinkney says Moose, from the sounds of it, Moose should do the interviewing. That's where Darren and I differ. Because you get it, Darren. I don't. You see, my patience wanes with this. If you thought it was going to be Kelly Jeffrey all along, go hire him. Montreal, if you think it's going to be Jason Maz all along, go hire him. What's with the pomp and circumstance and window dressing and all the blown money flying these guys in and out? Which, by the way, they tried with Kahari Jones, but they lowballed him on the first offer, which a guy of Kahari Jones' stature deserves more respect than that. So by the time he goes to Ottawa and the Riders come back with a second offer, it's like, no. It, they did the same thing with Willie Jefferson. Like, at some point, when are people going to wake up to go, the Riders don't appear to know what they're doing? Darren, why do they make this a whole, we have 60 seconds, why do they make this a whole parade of window dressing? I don't understand why they feel the need to do that. To try and get a win. You know, try and get a win and hire a name. 
right? Kelly Jeffrey, unfortunately, is not a household name, not a sexy name, not somebody who would have jumped up on people's radar, even if he's the most qualified guy for the job. You know, it's almost like you want to show the community and the fan base that you got a real big name. And sometimes you just got to go with the guy you want. And if it's Jeffrey and if he's the best, go with him and don't care what people think. That's why you run organizations and I don't because I would literally be, do you want this job or not? No. Okay. See ya. Do you want this job or not? Yeah. Well, let's talk a little further. We can have it supper time. I can have it done by lunch. Okay. I'll see you in hour two. Later. Thanks, Darren. John Reynolds next from Sportsnet Winnipeg. You're watching the RP show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Rolling along in hour one of the RP Show on Game Plus Television, available all across Manitoba on Bell MTS Cable. Sask, Max and Sask, BC, Alberta, it's Telus, Eastern Canada. You got your voice of Rogers, Coach Co. East Link, Videotron. Um, in hour one, we talk about last night's games in the NHL. Lars Zeller scored one of Washington's four second period goals in his 900th career game in the Washington Capitals beat. The Jets in Winnipeg 5-2. Ovi added an empty netter in the game. And Sean Reynolds, of course, was there. He covers the Jets for Sportsnet Winnipeg and joins us here today. Uh, Rennie, happy holidays. It's been far too long, my man. Um, way too long, of, yeah. Yeah, way too long, way too long. Of the fans <laughs> leaving Canada Life Center last night, that was kind of major gut punch, I would think, for Jets fans and the team last night by Washington. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of games this year that the Jets have lost. Um, you know, they're clearly a good team. Uh, and the, the games that they've lost this year, as they've been transitioning out of the Paul Maurice system into the Rick Bonus system, you know, you've seen some kind of like changeover. And sometimes you'd see they'd kind of fall back into their old way of playing. And that would seem to bite them in certain games as it bit them, you know, to the point that they lost, they fell out of the playoffs last season. Um, last night was a little bit different. The, the, the Washington capitals walked in and if that's you know a, a heavyweight bout the jets you know here and there gave them a, a solid punch that they've seen a lot of teams crumble under so far this season washington just kept punching back that was um, not a, a bit of a humbling experience and i don't think it's a bad thing the jets in my estimation outright lost that game the Washington Capitals were a better team. This wasn't a self-inflicted thing for the Winnipeg Jets. The Capitals went in with a good game plan. Their game plan bested the Jets' game plan. Their execution bested the Jets' ex execution. Even in the moments in the game where you could see the Jets started to kind of push back and build that momentum, and when they get going this season, they are a freight train. Looked like that was happening in the third period. Uh, the second goal they scored, the Capitals were a little bit, it was a little ridiculous. They had four guys in the low slot turn the puck over, and not one of them looked to back check, uh, so they were kind of losing themselves. Peter Laviolette calls a penalty, or sorry, excuse me, a timeout at that point. 
looks at his guys and says, seriously, let's get back to playing the game. They do, and then shut the Jets down from that point. So this was one of those games where it's good for the Winnipeg Jets. They're not invincible as it was starting to look like. They get to go look at the game tape here and learn from a situation like this. The counter to that, though, that I find interesting is that was a great game plan going up against the Jets, and now there's a tape out there that uh that a lot of the teams around the league can look and say okay this is something that found success against the jets rick bonus smart coach he's going to be able to adapt but this is a little bit i thought the washington capitals exposed a little bit of the weakness uh in the winnipeg jets and and found a way to turn the jets aggression against themselves uh so that'll be interesting tape for teams to dig into around the league well i'm interested Wonderful report, by the way. What Rick Bone Bonus Bones had to say about it because Bones, yeah. the hockey, yeah, the the hockey people are not convinced the Jets are there yet. Habits are too hard to break this quick. I'm wondering because you watch them all the time. Are they more this year's Jets? A little bit of last year's Jets? Who are the Winnipeg Jets, Rennie? Oh, if people aren't convinced about this team, they're not watching them. I mean, this this team is, and again, you know, maybe there's a little bit of people have checked in and and saw exactly what I was seeing earlier in the season, and that when the Jets fell, they fell into their old habits. And and you know what, Rod, that that's it's a good point that you know it should take a really long time to transition into styles. Rick Bonus only got this team at the beginning of training camp. He walked in the door that first little while and was like, you know, I've talked to a couple guys on the phone or most of these guys on the phone, but we haven't really spent any time together. Uh, they started teaching them this new system at the beginning of training camp. It's amazing how quickly the Jets have taken to it. But I would argue that they've taken to it quickly and are succeeding because, you know, failure is a great motivator and it's a great teacher. And so you hear all these stories about, you know, uh, teams like the, the, that one about the early 80s Oilers, how they had to lose to the New York Islanders before they could realize what it took to become a champion and then went on and won four of the next five cups. Well, last year was the humiliating experience for the Winnipeg Jets. They were lost. They were, they were, that team, that lineup should not get as bad of results as the Winnipeg Jets got last year. So they didn't have any answers. So Rick Bonus walked in the door and said, I have answers and this team all out put their faith in that coach this wasn't a dip your toe in the pool this wasn't a wait and see approach rick bonus won these players over with phone calls in the summer convincing each player of what their value was and what they were going to do and these players came in i talked to josh morrissey before training camp uh, and we all know about that story he gets a phone call from rick bonus who says a you're better than you think you are b we're gonna make you a better player book it it's happening and c i expect you to be in the norris conversation that's everything that we're seeing right so you don't get that from Josh Morrissey unless he completely and totally buys into his coach. And he's just one of 23 players on this roster that look like they've bought hook, line, and sinker into what Rick Bonus is selling, and they're getting the results from it. Another great answer. You're good, Rennie. He instilled <laughs> belief. I was going to ask you specifically what he did, but you're explaining what he did. And do you remember August when they hired him and Jets fans were scoffing and scorning the idea, by oh the way, goodness. of Rick Bonus? I Right. And we were I saying, do. give them a chance, give them a chance. Well, the, the problem that the Winnipeg Jets had was a culture problem. 
right? Like they, they weren't, they weren't able to figure this out. You could see that they addressed that. They've created this contract that each of the players signed that kind of gives a directive of how they interact with each other. And one of those things was if you've got a problem with someone, you walk over to that person and you tell them what your problem is and you guys work it out like men, which tells me in the past, there was a lot of cliques and groups and, you know, players talking with each other. Um, I had covered Rick bonus extensively uh, because when the Jets get eliminated, I get sent on the road to cover Central Division teams. So I'd seen that ser- series that they played the Blues that went to Game 7 double overtime before the Blues went on to win. But I, I, I've, se- I've seen this, and I've talked to a lot of players, and all these players say the same thing, and the Jets are saying it now about Rick Bonus is he'll come to you and he will tell you everything that you are doing wrong in your game. And it sounds like a negative. It sounds like a player would get their back up. And yet... When he leaves and he walks away, the player leaves feeling like they've disappointed this paternal figure and they don't want to disappoint him. They want to be better for him. And they all give that same answer. I thought it was a brilliant hire. And like, never mind the fact that over the last three years, only I think, yeah, it's it's four coaches have gone to the Stanley Cup final. And Rick Bonus is one of them. If you were a Winnipeg Jets fan before you went looking for a coach and you said, well, you're going to get one of the last four coaches who've gone to the Stanley Cup final, who is, a, you know, an absolute whisperer to his players. His players love him and will fight through the wall for him. And the problem in Winnipeg is not personnel. It's getting everyone on the same page. And this guy's a genius at doing that. He was everything the Winnipeg Jets were looking for. I think he's very much similar to Barry Trotz. They wanted Barry Trotz, didn't get him. They got the very same thing in Rick bonus. Uh, and I I'll say this, I think the jets are lucky that he was still on the board after they failed to get trot, because this is one of those things where if another team had realized what was out there in Rick bonus and scooped them up, you'd find a very different season unfolding for the jets right now. Yeah. Fire today, Rennie. You're loving covering the Winnipeg jets. A lot better than <laughs> building bridges, right? Much better, and falling off them, too, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Keep up the great work, my man. Thanks for jumping on today. Anytime, bud. Good to see you. Sportsnet Winnipeg, Sean Reynolds joining us. Great guy. Great reporter. We'll be right back with a sports update and viewer takeover. The head coach of the Toronto Argonauts coming up in Hour 2, Ryan Dinwiddie. You are watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, listening on your favorite podcast platform at WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Hi, everybody. We call this Viewer Takeover, and coming up, i got a sports update in it, too. But what a day. I've got most of what I want to say off my chest today, so this is where we turn over to you. And uh, there are a lot of Canadian Football League fans uh, watching today, and this is great. Rough Riders, Saskatchewan can't find an offensive coordinator. Somebody wrote in and said, how about Jeff Fairholm, who incidentally is my favorite all-time Rough Rider, Hall of Fame receiver. He's watching and just wrote in and said, a big hell no on that one. Uh, And Jeff goes on to say the old Winnipeg Jets locker room sounds a lot like the Rough Riders locker room last year. I guess we can roll this. Uh, Our poll poll today is who's retro 
reverse jersey is better. It's day 10, I believe, of our bracket for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. They have dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Today, it's the Flames versus the Oilers. This was Moose's idea. We're coming into the week hot. Battle of Alberta. What do we got on YouTube, Clark? Because the last we heard, 60% were saying Oilers. Still? Oil. 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 58% say oil. And on Twitter, 57% say Edmonton Oilers. I voted for Edmonton, but Moose voted for the Flames. It's going to be around 50-50, just like any vote involving these two teams. There's breaking news from the Canadian Football League. We'll get into a little more next hour. John Huffnagel stepping down as general manager of the Stampeders, and I appreciate Jeff the Stamps fan writing in with Huff's career record. 175 wins, 70 losses, and three ties. That works out to a 71% winning percentage. Devin checks in, says, Good morning from Burns Lake, British Columbia. Those Flames jerseys look amazing on the ice. Eh, fair. But the team doesn't. Which, incidentally, Rennie was just saying that Rick Bonus has the Winnipeg Jets playing like a team. And I watched the Flames play in Columbus, a little bit of them Saturday at Toronto. And, like, they're not playing like a team. And at what point are they going to play like a team? Because that's what Daryl Sutter was brought in to do. And that's what he largely has done, right? They're not playing like a team right now. Um, a sports update. Shout out Brian Munns, by the way. And I'm going to throw you under the bus. The voice of the Winnipeg Ice uh, hockey team. Said, he's votes for Mike Sillinger as the greatest Regina Pat of all time. Corey Patterson watching down here in Tallahassee, Florida, says uh, Doug Wickenheiser. I got time for that. Oh, speaking of, the short-staffed Regina Pats. This was written by their team, by the way were unable to gain any traction as they lost 6-1 to the Winnipeg Ice at the Wayne Fleming Arena in Winnipeg Sunday. The ice depth showed as six different players scored for the hometown team. Have the Regina Pats ever beaten the Winnipeg Ice? I don't think so. And for our U.S. viewers, look at a map. The Regina Pats played Friday in PA, Saturday at home, and then Sunday afternoon in Winnipeg. If I was still doing the games, I would have said, nope, not doing it. Too old. Too far to go. In Portland, James Steffen and Gabe Klassen each notched a goal and a helper as Portland edged Everett 4-2. In Kent, Washington, Jared Davidson had two goals and one helper as Seattle down Vancouver 5-2. In Brandon, Zach Funk recorded two goals and three assists as Calgary topped Brandon 5-2. The New England Patriots pay a visit to the Arizona Cardinals tonight in Monday night football action. Both teams are currently on two-game losing skids, but the Patriots have Wild card implications with this one. New England just outside looking into the AFC playoff picture at six and six. The Jets and Chargers ahead at seven and six. Cards four and eight with some of the slimmest chances of getting into the NFC playoff picture. This sports update is proudly brought to you by Kinsman Telemiracle 47 online. 50-50 raffle. Live now. We're into the final week. Where are we going? Last minute of play in hour one. We're going higher. Buy your tickets now, and if you haven't yet, get on them. Tell Miracle5050.com. If you're not in Saskatchewan, get your friends and family to do it there. E-transfer them the money. All the money goes to support the Kinsman Foundation. Half of it anyways. The other half could go to you. Draw date is this Friday. You have to physically be in the province of Saskatchewan to buy yours and over the age 
of 19. It's their biggest fundraiser of the year, and I want to say that you helped out. Next hour, Ryan Dinwiddie, the head coach of the Toronto Argonauts, the Grey Cup champions. We're going to talk about the RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl and a lot of hockey as the Moose rejoins us after this quick break on Game Plus and WQEE The Key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. 